0: It's Wednesday, February 28th, and your Ben Jarofsky show starts now. Welcome for another Ben Jarofsky show. As we do here every Wednesday, we have a brilliant scholar, former press secretary, former college professor, and a journalist in his own right. That's right. It's Monroe Anderson with Monroe Wednesdays. The Ben Jarofsky Show, a presentation of the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. You want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink. You want to know politics. You want to know art. You want to know music. You want to know more podcasts. You want to catch the sit down with Shawnee Dez. Yeah, drops like twice a month. It's awesome. You can find it all at chicagoreader.com and find Ben Jarofsky there too. chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J. O-R-A-B is in victory, S-K-Y.
1: Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Peace and Love Wednesday, and here's why. Because peace and love is blooming between the White Sox and the Bears. Folks, I- 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 I'm I following this, this spectacle that's unfolding uh, in the city of Chicago. Uh, which I I am really into this this developing story, ladies and gentlemen. And Monroe's here. We're gonna get into the Michigan results. We're gonna get into Donald Trump's unusual appeal or attempted to win or appeal to uh, black voters. We're gonna get into all that. Uh, Mitch McConnell stepping down. We're gonna get into all that, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I I just got to go back to the White Sox uh, and the Bears. i I've, uh, this is truly a spectacle. This this is a spectacle on many levels. Number one, how far. Will politicians in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago bend to accommodate the demands of really wealthy people? that's That's one issue at stake. Uh, the other issue at stake is the passive-aggressive nature, in many ways, of the fight between capitalists. Now, I'm fascinated by this one. And of course, then there is the ongoing uh, issue of how much can Jerry Reinsdorf possibly ask for? We've already built the man two stadiums. He wants a third. Let me just get into the passive aggressive nature of this crane Chicago business, which is, I, you know, I, ladies and gentlemen, it's just a godsend for me because they are so pro-capitalist. If any dollar that we can give in public money to a rich person, they celebrate, they worship. So um, they had this article urging peace peace between the White Sox and the Bears so the two forces can come together and figure out a best way for each of them to get a chunk of public dollars. Because right now, the unreported story in this situation, as the White Sox and the Bears look for public handouts uh, to uh, finance their stadiums, the unreported story is that Jerry Reinsdorf the owner of the White Sox has completely cut the Bears off at the knees. Nobody's reporting. I don't know why. It's just, I, well, because I know why. The, the, the Main Street Press wants, to, um, wants both teams to get the deal, so they don't want to report like how the only vehicle the Bears have or the main vehicle the Bears have to finance their stadium uh, on the lakefront where they want it is the hotel-moto tax, and that is the very tax – that Jerry Reinsdorf went for to finance his White Sox state. Now the bears got nothing. If they don't get that hotel motel tax, I don't know what they're going to, the land they want to build on is property tax exempt. So they can't do a TIF. So I don't know what they're going to, how they're going to build their state. I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what kind of public handout they can get. If Jerry's getting a hotel motel tax. So Don Harmon, Senate president, a Democrat, uh, from Oak Park, should know better, but he doesn't. Oak, Oak Parkers, you guys are kind of weird out there in Oak Park. Like to pretend you're real liberal and stuff, but I don't know. You get a little knees get a little knocking uh, when it comes to giving money to uh, rich people. So he's like, "Guys, come together, figure something out." And so then the the the, the, the Cranes, part of the Bears and the White Sox met. You know, they had this meeting of the mind. I'm like, if I was at that meeting, I was from the Bears. I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing, Jerry? You cut off us cut us off at the knees." Oh my God! This spectacle, this ongoing spectacle—how low will we go? Is the citizenry in the city in the city of Chicago tolerating billions and billions of dollars? And by the way, I wish to point out: billions and billions of dollars, or millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, being um, def- uh, sent from our schools and public needs, police, fire, etc., and given over to rich people. Let me just point something out before I bring on Monroe, patiently waiting. The powers that be in, in the city of Chicago, the corporate powers that be, Bruce Ronner, Ken Griffin back, uh, and the the leaders, the, the elite corporate community in Chicago. They always used to say, they still say it, I don't they've left the Florida, many of them, that we shouldn't give one more nickel to the Chicago public schools. We should close public schools because they're doing such a bad job. That's what they used to say. I used to I used to hear Bruce Rahner say that. He got an, enough of you suckers out there to elect him vote for, vote for uh, elect him governor in, in 2014, saying stuff like this, which it would be echoed in The Tribune and Cranes and all the other corporate rags. It would be like, "The schools are failing. We must allow them to die, because we should not, what, encourage failure by throwing more money to it. Let them all die. Last night, I saw the absolute worst Chicago Bulls performance of all time. They lost to the worst team in the league, the Detroit Pistons. It was an embarrassment. Okay? That follows a horrendous, horrendous season by the White Sox, which follows a really, (laughs) it's for mediocre season by the Bears. None of these sports teams deserves a nickel, based on their performance on the field. And that doesn't matter. I guess it only matters when you're dealing with helping out poor people. Then it matters. But apparently, the Bears, the White Sox, my beloved Chicago Bulls, the Cubs, all of them, they could be as bad as they want to be, and still the Tribune and Cranes and the Powers of Be will want to reward their owners. So much for meritocracy. All right. Enough of that. Monroe Anderson's patiently waiting, and he's got a lot to say about Michigan, about Donald Trump, about Mitch McConnell stepping down. Monroe, which one do you want to uh, go to first, or should I spin the wheel and and just have it, like, by chance? Which one?
2: Well, I, I have a question about the sports stadium. A okay. Of go first ahead. of all, are the – did the Richters is that people that own Rickets. the Ricketts? Ricketts, yeah. Ricketts, do uh, did they get public money? Or yeah.
1: They... Well, okay. Yes and no. They did not get a direct subsidy, uh, the way the the White Sox are seeking TIF dollars to uh, build uh, their stadium. Uh, and, but what they did was get like a tax break because it was considered uh, a landmark. OK, so they got that. All right. Uh, and and so and they um, they're also now seeking 30 million dollars from the city to pick up the security costs, which I don't understand. <laughs> they want the city to pick up their security. Costs. I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that. So when you when you come to all the teams in Chicago, Monroe, I guess if you're going to give credit, they're the ones who. Are seeking the least i suppose you could put it that way yeah. but they're still seeking something yeah but okay
2: and and my other question is where is the governor's stand on on all this
1: well governor pritzker uh is no <clears throat> fool and uh yesterday he gave a statement uh in which he said he could not understand uh how at this time we would be spending money building the white Sox new stadium he didn't mention the Bears because really it's the White's actually the only one who come forth with a, with a proposal and they were and, and in Springfield, particularly when you have pressing needs, so many other pressing needs. So he didn't say absolutely flat out no, but uh, what do they call it? They say he, he, he expressed strong reservations. Uh, in other words, he's not going to do the heavy lifting. Very different, Monroe, from the days when you were press secretary uh, to Mayor Sawyer and Governor Jim Thompson was openly— openly pushing uh for funding the white sex. Remember those those days, Monroe? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. See, I, you know, I wonder, because I don't I don't pay close attention to this stuff, so I I have to wonder. But I wonder if because our our governor now, current governor, is a billionaire, but he's not as sympathetic to helping these other billionaires out or want be billionaires. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: You know, that, that'd be funny. Behind closed doors, they'd be like, JB, what are you doing? You got to help us out. Come on. <laughs> You're a traitor to the class. Listen, man. Uh, yeah, I and and really JB
2: is said, I earned my billion the hard way. I, <laughs> <laughs> I inherited it. <laughs> oh,
1: Lord. Look on, Monroe and I couldn't have been born in the wealth. God dang. Um, All right, I'm going to spin the wheel. All right, we're going to start where I wanted to start. I really got to hear you on this one. Uh, So we'll talk Michigan, ladies, but just calm down. We'll get to Michigan, and we'll get to Mitch McConnell, all right? But Donald Trump, man. (laughs) Donald Trump's appeal to black voters, Monroe. Uh, And I am going to paraphrase uh, Donald Trump's appeal to black voters that he – offered in a speech uh, earlier, uh, la- well, no, late last week, I guess it was, uh, that essentially uh, since uh, he was um, arraigned, arrested, arraigned, and uh, had his mugshot taken in Atlanta, uh, in Georgia, uh, his appeal to black voters has increased. And that's that's essentially uh, his, his argument. It's an argument that other MAGA people made at the time. Remember they were comparing him to Tupac, Oh, God help us all. When he had originally got his uh, mugshot taken. Um, so I sent you uh, a response that uh, I forget who was it. Uh, Joanne Reed made uh, to this, uh, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, that Donald Trump's appeal uh, to black voters uh, is that he is, has um, is facing uh He's on trial in four separate venues, so and he had his mug shot taken, so that's his appeal to black voters: Your thoughts.
2: Oh, I think he's perfectly right. We all raise our children to say, "And when you get grown, we want you to get your own mug shot, because that will show that you have arrived, that you understand things. That you're a good person. We'll be so proud of you. And if you fail to get a mugshot, as um, both of my sons have, then um, you just disappointed And He said, He's no good laggards. Like they couldn't even get a mugshot. And other words, just to be to the point, for almost seven years I've been telling you in this venue that Trump is a racist (laughs) and he says racist things all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's been a racist since the early seventies when uh, he didn't want to rent property to black folks in New York. And he's been a racist when he ran the full page ad in the newspapers, asking that the demanding that the uh, uh,
1: central park
2: central park five I'm Yes. In five central park five all be executed, yes. one of whom is now a uh new york city councilman mm-hmm. and, and um had trump got his way that would not be the way right now or let's see we could also um address his um, push to have Obama uh, born in Kenya, yeah. Instead of, I mean, he, or his some people are good in Charlottesville. I mean, you could just go, you could just skip along. You, speaking of dartboards or spinning the wheel, you could do that and come up with a racist thing Trump has said or done forever.
1: Yeah. And uh, so you and I have also had this conversation uh, many times uh, that it, historically, uh, the transformation of, of, for, of black voters in this country uh, from the Republican to the Democratic Party, well, it's now, it, it really began uh, with uh, Roosevelt in the Great Depression and accelerated right. uh, in right. the 60s. Right. Uh, so it's
2: when, when when the Republicans started treating the civil rights movement like a- communist plot you know, yeah the the idea that those, those black folks are too stupid to want equal rights of their own, so it must be the communists involved in this,
1: yeah, exactly, so it's relatively recent is what I'm trying to say it's 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 a relatively recent phenomenon uh and now where I see how, where Trump has taken it. Um, I have to, I, there is no credibility you know I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Absolutely no credi- credibility that the Republican Party has going forward to win over black voters. None. Absolutely no credibility. I mean, it's no, a farce.
2: Right. No. There are some black people who like Trump but they're either, it's from my perspective, in the category of hustlers or idiots. Uh, and, and, uh, everybody else is for somebody else besides Trump. Yeah.
1: So when Trump does a statement like the one he made uh, over the weekend, and it, it gets the response it gets, what do you think's going through that little Trump brain of his? What game is he playing? Do you think he actually believes he's going to win over black voters with this appeal? uh, Or what? What's your thoughts about what's going through that little Trump brain? If his lips
2: are moving or his fingertips are on any type of screen or keyboard, he's lying.
1: Next question. (laughs) So what is he lying about in this case?
2: His support among black people yeah. at, at, at those rallies where he has uh a handful of black folks strategically placed with t shirts on saying blacks for trump mm-hmm. but in camera range
1: yeah
2: those people appear to me i haven't met any of them I haven't interviewed any of them, but just from my um trained eye they appear to have been homeless yeah. or almost homeless people that he paid and said, put this on nigga, and get out there,
1: yeah yeah, no i uh
2: you know I, trump paid when he first ran when he when he ran when he announced you know the the escalator trip down yeah. which had a certain symbolism to it, but during that time. He paid the people standing on the side cheering him twenty five dollars a person to be there. Yeah. yeah, and he that's that's what he does. He pays for people. Yeah. I um, not much, but but he pays.
1: Well, not much is the key part. Right. is one thing we learn about Donald Trump. He's cheap as hell. He <laughs> he wants it all for Trump. Right. Uh, and uh yeah, no, uh I hear what you're saying. I listen, I'm
2: no, okay, okay, now let's get back to this. First of all, um I I I I haven't done a scientific study, Mm-mm. but I know of no black person that's going, Man, isn't that cool? Trump has this 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 mugshot. I want to get one of those and put on my t shirt. And to my knowledge, no rapper is, is. and they, they sometimes they, they really rap about some dumb stuff. But so far, I've heard any rapper telling about Trump on the t shirt ain't that cool. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't want one is a fool.
1: <laughs> no, I, um, when we get into the, a situation where a um a celebrity a very wealthy celebrity endorses trump or uh, speaks highly of trump um i immediately think and no matter what the denials come next uh of any race uh my immediate thought is that that person's uh it's just like, what you said to Willie Wilson, I'll never forget it. You, I'm sure you forgot this the one time that you and Willie Wilson were in the studio together, and you go, Willie, now you're speaking like a businessman as you are. You know, uh, they're just thinking of their taxes.
2: I said, rich man. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, you
1: said the rich man. Yeah, yeah. It's what you said. Yeah,
2: right.
1: and, and, and 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 so it's like,
2: and and, and 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 Willie got a big smile on his face because he knew I was telling the truth.
1: Yeah, he was honest about it. Yeah, yeah, right. you yeah, got me there. Uh, <laughs> I sure am. Uh but uh, I just, oh, uh, you know, like you are a rich man. You know, uh, well-to-do black celebrity. You know, you are a rich man. You the, the Trump tax break probably lets you keep more good chunk of your fortune. So you're thinking like a rich man
2: yeah, and there yeah, and there are self-haters in the black community uh, uh, far too many as far as i'm concerned and when they get to be rich some of them i mean it 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 exaggerates their yeah. self-hating i'll i'll go
1: I'll go in a di- little different direction. I won't call it self hate. There are people in the world who um, are contrarians, and they uh, they love their contrarianism. Yeah, so yeah. If everybody else is going one way, yeah. well, they're going to feel compelled to go the other way, and if they're they're going to enjoy the pushback. I'm going to do what I want to do because I am who I am. I'm a free man. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, well, those
2: people exist too, but there are some people who hate themselves because they're black. They hate black folks. Um I've I I once um had a black person say to me, niggers and flies I do despise. And there are those type of people out there.
1: What did, what did you say in response?
2: Uh, nothing. I just, you know, I mean, how can you respond to that? You say, well, flies ain't that bad or something.
1: <laughs> I just, without, don't give the identity. I just want to know is this a prominent person that said this no, to you?
2: No no, yeah. no, 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 no. This was a secretary. Wow.
1: Well, anyway,
2: uh, and she I, may have been being slightly facetious, but yeah. the fact that I mean that, that that you would say that at all, yeah.
1: I mean, listen, this is in a strange, weird way part of Trump's appeal. Uh, he, it's not just his attitude toward black people; his attitude toward Jewish people is pretty astounding. Like, right? Are oh, you guys? You're good at money, so you know I like you. You know, and there's this comedian, this Jewish comedian, who does a very funny bit about uh, Donald Trump making his appeals to Jews, uh, and they, they're always like the worst stereotypes uh, that people have about Jews, or stereotypes that people have about Jews, uh, and it has to do with their uh, they're good with money, and right? Rich, and then, uh, and then the comedian's the punchline is that this is like what trump why he likes jews cuz he believes all these stereotypes and it's what he likes right
2: well, when's uh, the last time you heard someone accuse trump of being a deep thinker
1: yeah never right say what you will about obama and clinton bill clinton i have you know i got my issues with both especially bill clinton They are deep thinkers, in my opinion.
2: Right. No, they are. Right.
1: They can go there uh, if necessary. Uh, Yeah. Republican Party, Monroe, doesn't have deep thinkers. There may be smart people in the Republican Party. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? There may be some hustlers in the Republican Party, pretty good hustlers and operators, et cetera, and so forth. But like really smart people that you listen to, you go, oh, I learned something from you. You can't name one Republican. Monroe, when you you know Republicans. You like, not that you hang with them, but you're part of that group where everybody gets together. And there's Republicans oh, you
2: know, as, as, as the self-proclaimed claimed.
1: <laughs>
2: America's <laughs> greatest authority
1: on white America, people.
2: <laughs> America's
1: I, foremost authority on yes, white people. Go yes, ahead.
2: Yes, yes. I, I have to know something about them. No, no, but I, 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 I met Trump. So
1: you did? I, oh yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told
2: you. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. fight.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Man. In '88.
1: Man, and could you ever imagine he would be president?
2: No. No. Uh,
1: all right, everybody wants to. go.
2: Good- it was something I, I, I was not impressed with him at all. Uh, although. Sawyer and, and uh, Al Johnson were, but that was because he was rich. So that's why they were, you know. Uh, but I, I I knew enough about him to know that he inherited the money. And um, the only thing that, that made me feel inferior to him was that I wasn't smart enough to get myself a, a billionaire daddy to begin with. Yeah, man. I, see, you know, I was going, God, you are such a fool. <laughs> you got a working man for a father instead of a billionaire, a yeah. millionaire. His daddy was a billionaire. Billionaire.
1: Yeah. He didn't quite, he didn't quite make it to billionaire. Yeah. Most days billionaires are a little more rare than now Yeah,
2: Right. Is. Exactly. Uh,
1: and uh, all right, let's get to Michigan. Uh, and uh, so yesterday was the primary in Michigan, uh, and, uh, two stories have emerged, um, out of Michigan. One was the uncommitted vote uh, in the um, the in the Democratic primary. So Joe Biden has two opponents, ladies and gentlemen. You may not know this. Political geeks know this. Uh, I know this, but most of you do not know that there are two people on the ballot uh, against uh, Joe Biden. But that wasn't just voting for either Dean Phillips or Marion Williamson wasn't enough. If you really wanted to send a protest against uh, Joe Biden, particularly on his policy toward Netanyahu uh, and Israel in regards to the ongoing slaughter in Gaza, then uh, you were urged to vote uh, uncommitted. Uh, And um, over 100,000 voters did that. I think it was roughly 13% of the uh, vote was uncommitted. And since then, it's being parsed all different kinds of ways. I have my thoughts and theories. I'd love to hear yours, Monroe's. Uh, So what is the significance in your humble opinion of those a hundred thousand voters that 13% who would uncommitted uh, in the Michigan primary yesterday?
2: I was, I thought that was a a very good move on their behalf. It, um, it put a spotlight on the problem that we were killing women and babies over in the Gaza Strip. And it also sent a signal to Biden that you better pay attention to this and you better um, divorce yourself from that Trump-like leader of Israel,
1: B.B., Netanyahu. Yeah. All right, so here's a hard question for you, which I didn't tell you I was going to ask you. Okay. Uh, if you were a resident of Ann Arbor or Detroit or Ludington or Battle Creek, I'm just naming all these towns in Michigan, uh, or Dearborn, wherever, any town and uh, city in Michigan, and you got to vote yesterday, would you have voted for Biden or would you have voted for Uncommitted?
2: Uncommitted, without hesitation, <laughs> because the reality of the situation is that Biden was going to win the nomination. I mean, it wasn't like uh, if 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 I didn't, if you didn't vote for Biden, then uh, you're going to get Trump. You know, you're going to get Biden for the Democratic nominee. So, if you want to make a point, then make the point.
1: Uh, I would have been with you. I would have been with you. And uh, I, I found it interesting. I listened to uh, the comments from uh, Congresswoman Tlaib, who is one of the leaders of the movement for Uncommitted. Uh, and she was very clear to, to make two points. One, uh, we should be supporting a ceasefire so the slaughter ends. Right. It's the paramount point. Uh, but the second point was... Uh, This is also a vote to preserve democracy in our country. Uh, In other words, Joe Biden, you have to change on this position. If for not just because it's the humane thing to do, but because if you want to win re-election, you have to change. And you winning re-election is very important because it will mean the end of democracy. Right. Yeah, I've never. That that was like an interesting. That was a different yeah, they, spin than I've yeah, ever heard. They, they handled this brilliantly, I think.
2: And, uh, in, in in dealing with Biden, because Biden is um, stuck on uh, 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 well afraid of the Jewish lobby because it is powerful. I mean, I my perspective on this with with Jewish Americans and Black Americans is that uh, we should emulate Jewish Americans and how they've climbed the power because they were never, they, they weren't 75 years ago nearly as influential as they are now. But they have done a great job and we ought to copy them. I'd like to see Black Americans have the power that they have now. And so, and I and I know I'm treading on dangerous uh, territory here, but I feel this way.
1: Well, I gotta think about what you're saying because I don't. I mean, what? So it's usually the Israeli lobby, uh, and it's positioned in such a way uh, that um, there has to be like a lockstep vote on matters dealing with Israel.
2: Right. Well, if, if there were a let's say if there was a um, Nigerian lobby of, 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 of with with that much influence and power, that could be a good thing.
1: Well, there's there there. Um, I could think of comparable examples. For instance, the, the, the Cuban lobby, if you will. Yeah. On matters of dealing with Cuba. It
2: is. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: It's, it's as strong as I think the Israeli lobby is in terms of this country. There is uniform, more or less uniform attitude of opposition to uh, communist Cuba in this country that has existed since Castro took over and made it clear he's a communist. So that's almost your entire lifetime, uh, uh, which is a long time. Uh, But um, so there are some comparables, but
2: see, I don't. I'm not dealing dealing in race, racism, or religious religion or anything what i'm dealing with is a particular group amassing enough power and influence where you don't fuck with them yeah and that's where i would like to see and 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 from in in reality we are moving african americans are moving in that or direction but we aren't there by any stretch of the imagination yet
1: well, let, let's put it this way: in the Democratic Party, yes, are you there yet? In the Democratic Party itself, think about it. Who, who yeah, was Close. close, to close. About who yeah. who got nominated uh, in twenty twenty? Who was the most influential person in the nomination of Joe Biden in by the Democratic Party in twenty twenty?
2: A Clyburn.
1: There you go. Yes,
2: oh, I my case,
1: Your Honor. Yeah,
2: right. Exactly. And, like- no, 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 no. and the black women in, in in the Democratic Party, no, they had the influence. But you still, I mean, if if um, if we had the power that I would like to see us have, then Trump wouldn't even be saying these racist things that he says, and you wouldn't get. Throngs and throngs of white people cheering and clapping because he said
1: it. Well, part of the reason why um, you know this as well as I do, because you you lived through backlash politics in Chicago. And part of the reason from Trump is uh, that p- black people have power in the Democratic Party. You, you saw this firsthand as I did. As soon as black people in Chicago showed up and voted and nominated Harold, yeah. As their candidate, what do white people do? They ran to the Republican Party. Right. As soon as black people ever in this country
2: flex their it. political
1: muscle, right, white people run to the other right. party.
2: Right. Now as, as soon as Mayor hat H- Richard Gordon Hatcher became mayor of Gary, uh all the white businessmen moved to Maryville, Maryville, well. Which had yeah. never been heard of before. Yeah. I know.
1: And 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 so think about it. Barack Obama takes is the leadership reins of the Democratic Party, is elected president, and what do the white people do? They run the Trump. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm like, this is as old as the Civil War. Is as, as soon as black people were freed, Monroe, and they could vote, white people just ran away from well, because any political the, the, power. Go ahead. The
2: wealthy and powerful white men told them that you may not have much. You don't have any money. You don't have a, a pot and a window to throw it out a piss and a, and a window to throw it out of, but you're not black. And so you're better. You're not as bad off as you think you are. And that's that's the that's the game Trump plays now. Uh on on MSNBC, they had a reporter who was covering the elections. And he, he's he or she, I can't even remember the sex of the reporter, but they reported that I think it was a guy, that being um out there on the farmland and in these rural areas. These people were obviously poor," said he. "said They looked like they were like the homeless, but just not in the, in cities. They were the homeless in the country." He he said they were obviously very poor white people, but they loved them some Trump, <laughs> and they loved them some Trump because uh, Trump, like them, are victims
1: of the system. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the secret wow. state and the system that's keeping white people down.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Listen, man, I, I, I mean, I, I, this this is one of the first lessons I learned as a kid. And I just been seeing it happen, repeated over and over again. Uh, and uh, you're right that, um, so many Americans they view the with like the hatred that exists in this country or the fear or the contempt toward black people. So pronounced this is something I learned at very early age Monroe. I'm just watching it my whole life. Like, Oh my God, it never changes. Uh, and so the point is that black people have achieved a level of political power and influence. In the in the Democratic Party, uh, I don't know if it's as approximates what uh, you were talking about with the Israeli lobby, so to speak, uh, that wins over support for Israel, which seems to be losing some of its power lately. But yeah,
2: because this, this is too blatant. I mean, they went too far.
1: It went too far.
2: They went too far. Went too far. I mean, you know, had they gone in mean, because they had a right to strike back there's no question about that but they they went too far and they're going too far and this is because netanyahu like trump is trying to stay out of jail and so i mean this is why he's doing this is he is because it takes takes it, it's a distraction and, uh,
1: how how, how of thousands of people will be killed right Keep that man out of jail.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Wow. I mean, look, and it just, that's, I've seen so many other examples like it. Not exact, like keeping out of jail, but I keep coming back to this. Uh, Nixon sabotaging the peace talks in 68 to uh, undercut. Hubert Humphrey's campaign, uh, Nixon, Nixon keeping the war going. How many, how many thousands of people died, Monroe, in Vietnam on right. both sides right. because Nixon just could not bring himself to bring the soldiers home. You, you know,
2: it just although he promised to do that in his campaign, yes, he did. He oh. had the secret um, uh, plan. in yes. the
1: war. Yes. Remember, remember Trump's secret plan to end crime in Chicago. Remember that. Right, right, right. I had a conversation. How can anybody vote for this man? He's such a well, liar. Trump,
2: has a, Trump Trump, Trump, could end the war in uh, in in Ukraine tomorrow. Yeah, if he's elected president. That's what he says. Now, what he doesn't say is the way he went to them, say, "Okay, Putin." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
2: lord! We're, we're out of here. Yep. Do with them as you will.
1: Trump said he had a plan to end all the crime in Chicago, the murders in Chicago. And he said some unnamed police official told him what it was. Of course, if he had had a a secret friend that he talks to, you know, like when you were a kid, you have your secret friends that you talk to.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, Uh, this is how he could end the war. He says he can end the war in, in the Ukraine in a day or so. Yeah. He doesn't tell you how, but I know how yeah. it's like okay putin you can do you can do with the Ukrainians as you will. It's okay with me
1: uh so going back to Michigan, so yeah, that was a very powerful message i'm I'm with you hundred percent on that uh that um voters were sending to Biden, which is we will vote for you in November, but you have to change
2: right. Or we and will stay home. We will go to our home. feet and stay home.
1: This that's how important this is to us.
2: Right, right.
1: Uh and um Chris, you've been predicting for a long time now uh that he will change his tune. Yes. Uh, Netanyahu. If if nothing else, Netanyahu's uh cruelty will compel him.
2: Right. And he yeah, and and and, and from Jump Street, Netanyahu has been against the two state solution. I mean he just absolutely positively refuses to have that. And that's because uh wasn't wasn't Netanyahu a member of the um Kismet or the 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 Israeli secret service what's
1: he was uh, uh he was a member of um he well. I don't know if you you talk about if he was in Mossad, who he was, I don't believe he was ever in Mossad, but who, who, what do I know? Which is their equivalent of their CIA.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's why he I'm was
1: thinking. special forces years ago. Yeah. So it was his brother who uh, died uh, in the 1976 raid at Entebbe. Uh But um, no, I, listen, man, I think Netanyahu is, is, um, I, I've said this many times on the mic. I, I will I repeat this. I believe if he, Trump, and Putin are very so, similar political animals, and I do believe uh, both of Putin and Netanyahu want Trump reelected because Trump will give them free reign. completely. I mean, they do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: I mean, it's, and it's, Trump is corrupt and. When, even when he's not being corrupt, he's easily maneuvered by these guys.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. And then the other part of, of Michigan, and I just want to promote a show we're going to be doing uh, with the, our show, Steve Karecki, uh, Andrew Ellison will be coming on and have the complete breakdown of Michigan and sort of uh, uh, take a look uh, at the election as a whole. The other story, of course, is uh, on the Republican side, uh, Nikki Haley got roughly, I'm doing this off the top of my head, 27% of the vote. Against uh Donald Trump and uh ladies and gentlemen you to understand the significance of there, do yourself a favor, don't read the New york Times New york, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen to other people the New York Times I just laugh because their political coverage is such a farce dedicated to scaring democratic voters, but a third of the republican electorates uh are saying repeatedly they do not want donald trump right. uh, i can't think of a parallel uh in modern times in any election that didn't uh, where this kind of vote for an incumbent did not spell doom you know i'm thinking carter in 80 when teddy kennedy was getting all those votes um lbj well lbj in 68 he dropped out but uh george i was thinking daddy bush in 92 and patrick buchanan was getting a large right. share of votes,
2: right?
1: Uh, you know, yeah. Trump, he's got his own issues with the Republican party. Go ahead. Your thoughts.
2: Oh yeah. No, Trump is, uh, he has a hardcore, dedicated minority of the party who, if, 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 if he said the, uh, the moon is really made of cheese, <laughs> they would believe it and you give them a couple of slices of bread and try and get there so they can have some of it. But the, but the reality is that the majority of the country hates Trump for good reason, and they're not going to vote for him. And you have a, a significant number of Republican voters who are not going to vote for Trump. And that's shown by the votes that Nikki is getting. And so for all the hand-wringing that um, the Democrats are doing about Trump, you know, and, 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 it's, and I'm, I, it's fine that they're doing this because uh, you don't want to get too complacent or take anything for granted. So it's fine that they're doing it. But um, they're they're getting all worried and concerned about nothing, as I, as I've been saying for the longest. Trump will not win the election, and sooner or later, Trump is going to Mar-a-Lago, for the house <laughs> arrest. I've given up on them I, conceptually. I don't know, man. I'm not them in jail. <laughs> I mean but he's definitely going to be at the house arrest. Yeah. With no guest.
1: Uh, <laughs> um Yeah, no, I uh it's interesting because the dynamics uh they're similar but there's a big difference uh between democratic protest uh to Biden and republican protest to Trump. Uh so here's I think I see distinction. So both Monroe and I would have voted uncommitted uh in uh on Tuesday, on yesterday, if we were lived in Michigan, but neither Monroe or I would ever, in a million years, vote for Donald John Trump.
2: Or, not, I, or, or I wouldn't even not vote in November. I would vote for Trump just to make sure. And and I have the luxury, as do you, of living in a blue state. Yeah. Where if the two of us didn't vote, it wouldn't matter because. Trump is not going to win and Biden will. Yeah. But just just so I can wake up the next day and feel good about myself.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I'm uh, going to vote for Trump. I mean, yeah. Biden. Biden, yeah. So, uh, yeah. but I'm not certain that same can be said for a Nikki Haley voter. In other words, a Nikki Haley voter may actually vote for Joe Biden. Or, uh, you yeah, know, some
2: may. Yeah. Some
1: may. It's yeah. not just sitting at home and not voting or leaving the president's race blank or voting for a third-party candidate, what have you, whatever right. form of protest you, they actually may vote for and Joe Biden. The,
2: and the vote in Michigan is going to be so close because that's what it is. It's, a, it's, it, it, it's one of these states where they can go either way at any given election. Uh, if 10% of, of, of Nikki's um, voters go Biden instead of Trump, He's not getting. He's not winning Michigan, yeah. and the general.
1: So, uh, and and the Republican Party is just going further and further uh, to Trump land to MAGA. Right. And the 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 big story breaking today is that uh, Senator Mitch McConnell announced uh, on the Senate floor that he would not seek another term as leader of the Republicans in the Senate. Uh, that at come November he's through as leader. He'd still be a senator from uh Kentucky, but he would no longer be the the leader of the, the Republicans. Uh right. and immediately that was viewed across the board as a concession that uh, MAGA has and Trump has taken more control of the Republican Party.
2: Right. And uh, it's no, no more fun. It's not fun anymore for Mitch.
1: Yeah, I um I'm not weeping over Mitch, Mitch McConnell step it down. Monroe, in fact I was thinking this is so perverse. That Mitch McConnell, this is how bad things are now. That Mitch McConnell, in some ways, represents a bit of sanity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, <laughs> really don't know what to say about that. That's how extreme Donald Trump is. At least uh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch
2: loves his wife. And um, Trump made racist statements about her as he does of anybody. Yeah. Based, uh, not white.
1: So, the the overall takeaway uh, from Tuesday is that you're standing with your prediction uh, that Donald Don Trump will not be uh, reelected come November. Is that that correct?
2: I don't know how it's going to happen. I mean, he, uh, he, he's not in great health, so he could drop dead tomorrow. Uh, I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, As much as I dislike Trump, I want him to be defeated in the polls, not to drop dead, because then he'd become a martyr. And and they'll be fighting to have Trump statues put up in the state capitol in Alabama and Mississippi. we, We don't want him as a martyr. We want him to be revealed as the con man That he is.
1: So so let me just say this about that. There are statues and monuments throughout this country, particularly in the South, to Robert E. Lee and other leaders of the Confederacy. I have no doubt that there will be monuments and statues to Donald Trump uh, in Alabama and Mississippi.
2: Not if if he is convicted of, of some of these crimes. The statues won't be. There will be fools. (laughs) many fools that that believe that he still should be president and that um, there was some trickery (laughs) involved in this. You know, the thing, I mean, this is how crazy this whole thing is with him. All these these people, a, a huge number of Republicans actually believe that the election was stolen. A lot of the Republican elected officials say that the election was stolen, but to date, no one's been able to explain to me how was it that the election was rigged against Trump that all these other Republicans on the down ballot managed to get elected, yeah. it, that it, it was just aimed at Trump and nothing else. Maybe you can explain it to me I
1: can't explain the inexplicable. There's so much in politics I can't explain. I mean, that one. No, I can't explain it. Listen, I can't explain why it is that the city of Chicago thinks it's a good idea to give billions of dollars to its sports teams to build stadiums when they just built them. We still paid them off. You know what I'm saying? There's so much that baffles me about the behavior of human beings when it comes to politics and how their prejudices and their fears. Are are just like played with. We 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 talked already on this show about white backlash, which is just like this responsible twisted way for Donald Trump. Like the reaction to Barack Obama led to Donald Trump. It's so. Why would anybody have that response? I don't understand it, Monroe. I'm outside of that mentality. You got what I'm saying? There's so yeah. much about, I find after all these years more and more illogical about uh, human behavior. So this is an absolutely baffling one. It's so obvious.
2: Okay, no, this this is a reality. And it's beginning to be stated, but not enough yet. And that there is a white Christian nationalist movement going on in this country uh, where the followers of that believe that whites and Christians are superior to everybody else and that they ought to be running the country and everybody else ought to be second-class citizens or sent back to wherever they came from.
1: Yeah. That is a very powerful political movement in this country right now. Right, and and Donald Trump, who has never been accused of living a good Christian life ever, okay, in his personal life, is the leader of that movement. So twisted and bizarre.
2: Well, because you know that's the thing about Christianity is that uh, God works in mysterious ways, so He can pick the imperfect person. To deliver his message and and get things done the way he wants them done, and there's a biblical lesson in there somewhere you know like God when God um, um, punished job and tortured job, you know so job would learn what job would learn.
1: Uh, all right. We're going to close off, uh, the Monroe Anderson, uh, religious hour.
2: Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh
1: and, uh, I'll just, uh, close again with, uh, uh, some thoughts on, uh, Monroe's wife, Joyce, who passed a few weeks ago. Uh, and I just want to let you know, uh, Monroe, a lot of our, the listeners have sent me, they don't have your email or your tax, whatever, then they've sent me, uh, Messages telling you uh, their, your condolences, et cetera and so forth, uh, and they want to be notified and kept abreast through me through you on the show uh about what any memorials uh I know you're working on there will be one
2: one yeah and, for, and I appreciate the condolences, and I can easily be reached at monroe Anderson at
1: gmail okay, there yeah. you go yeah. uh, and, All uh, more
2: in case one word.
1: Uh, and he does look at his email, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I could tell you that. Looks at his emails. Morning. Looks at his text. Uh, although that's kind of changing, Monroe.
2: Yeah, not- you know, because for four months I was having to um, deal with my ailing wife,
1: yeah.
2: so I was not home a lot. I had I had my cell phone, and so I I I was I was getting notification notifications from. Um, nursing homes and hospitals and all kinds of places. So I had to pay more attention to them than I had in the past. So I've got n- not exactly in the practice of checking them yet, but I've, I I don't put my cell phone in, in a drawer for two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it with
1: those days me. are over. Yeah, right. uh, those days are over. All right. Very good. Monroe. Stay well, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, okay, bye. All right, very good. I also want to thank Producer Chris. He does an outstanding job, and Monroe agrees with me when I say, hey, Producer Chris, give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Take care, everybody.
0: And remember, you can catch previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny e. J bonus interviews, read Ben's columns, get signed up for the Reader newsletter to get stories dropped every day straight to your email. It's awesome. All of that stuff at chicagoreader.com. Don't forget, if you want to follow Ben on Instagram, it's at Benny show. And then if you would tell your friends and don't forget to like subscribe and follow the Ben Jarofsky show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.